With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Praise the Lord. It says that he keeps his covenant with those that love him to a thousand generation. And this is talk, we're talking about the love of Christ. Having sweet communion with him. Now it, it is... Um, Another word for love is coming out of Hebrews 28:36, and it means hollow, a cavity, um, the abdomen. It is the matrix, figuratively the heart or belly or womb. And as you read uh, Psalms of Solomon, chapter one, verse two. It talks about the kiss, which means reconciliation and peace. Christ wants to have reconciliation and peace with us. Glory to God. Now, as the relationship develops with the bride, with the Shudamite woman, the beauty and wonder of a romance unfold between the king and his bride. Talking about us, the church. A relationship is developing, a romance is developing between the two. It is not to be regarded casually. We're not to take the love of Christ, our relationship with him, casually. But we, uh, and we are not to manipulate others into loving us. And love should not be prematurely encouraged in a relationship. So Christ... He wants us to come into that full knowledge of his love for us. He doesn't want us to step out. He, he doesn't want it to be mature. And, and that is the same thing in relationships, that when there is a premature, uh, uh, when, we are being pre, uh, when we are being encouraged to love someone, it, it's premature because love has to develop within the heart. Love has to grow within us. We have to have a love Amen. for one another. We cannot push it. We cannot rush it. And even so, with Christ, is developing that relationship um, with, with Christ. And that takes time. We, he doesn't want us to, to rush <laughs> into a relationship, but he wants us to take the time to know him, to know yes. his likes, to know his dislikes, to know uh, uh, what pleases him, what makes him smile, what makes him laugh. He, he wants to, us to take that time. Now, note, um, from, uh, summer, note, note this from the Summarized Bible. It says, those who are full of Christ earnestly desire the manifestation of his love to their souls with humble professions of love to him and complacency in him above all. Christ wants us to come to that place that he is above everything in our lives. The scriptures reads, Christ said that if you do not deny mother, 
father, children, sister, brother, that you, you cannot be my disciple. He's not telling you to reject them or to cast them off, but he's saying that your love for him should oversee your love for them. John Wisely's note says on Songs of Solomon, verse, chapter 1, verse 2, by kisses, um, the usual tokens of love and goodwill. Now the Shudamite, uh, she wants, she, here she is communicating, talking about her king. She means the communication of his love and favor. His graces and comforts breathe into her from the Spirit of Christ. It is by the Holy Spirit that we are able to love. For it said that love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And the more that we allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate our heart, the more that he can pour in the love of Christ within us. Um, thy love, she says, she says, she says, she first speaks of him as absent. But as you read the text, continue on, it's, it changes. It begins to grow. She becomes uh, acquainted with him. And, and it changes after a while. Then she says, kiss me with the kisses of thy mouth, which means the affections of his presence. I know that all of us want to experience Christ's presence. I know that I want to experience his presence. And sometimes when we go through a lot of things in this life and, and the world begins to choke us, we sometimes lose the sense of his presence. But the word of God says that I would never leave you, nor would I forsake you. And sometimes we have to push forward to be in the presence of God, to, yes. to feel his presence with us. Yes. Matthew Henry's commentary note says about Song of Solomon, she gives several reasons for her desire. One, because of the great esteem she has for his love. Thy love is better than wine. Wine makes glad the heart, revives the drooping spirit, and exhilarates them. But gracious souls take more pleasure in loving Christ and being beloved of him and the fruits and gifts of his love and in the pledge and assurances of it than any man could ever look, look into or even take exquisite delights of sense. And, it, and she's talking about his love that is more than anything in this world that can ever offer her. She said, Christ's love is in itself and in the account of the saints more valuable and desirable than the best entertainment this world could ever offer us. And this is so true that those only may expect the kisses of Christ's mouth and the comfortable tokens of his favor who prefers his love before all delights of the children of men, who would rather forego those delights than forfeit his favor and take more pleasure in spiritual joys than in any bodily refreshment whatsoever. Christ wants to bring us in the place that his love 
is so overflowing in us that it brings satisfaction and peace in our hearts. There's nothing in this world that can bring that type of satisfaction and peace like the love of Christ. And she says, his love is better than wine. Mm. Now, think about that. His love is better than wine. Praise God. Now, put a, if we turn, turn your swords to Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. That's Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3. And I'm going to read that out of the Amplified Bible, which reads, The Lord appeared from of old to me, Israel, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. Here it says in Jeremiah 31, verse 3, that, Yahweh has drawn you continually. He is drawing you with loving kindness. He is drawing you by his faithfulness. It says that he is faith, faithful to us. When we are faithless to him, he is still faithful. And even in this example, when it comes to ministering to people, to the lost, whether they're lost or born again, that we must draw them by loving kindness. We must continue to love on them regardless if they love us or not. Turn your swords now to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20. That is Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20. And here we're talking about the love of Yahweh and Yahshua. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20, it reads, But the Lord has taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be to him a people of his own possession, as you are this day. Even though the scripture is referring to the Israelites when the Lord God delivered them out of from the hands of Pharaoh, we can take this for us today. What is your Egypt? What has God delivered you from and brought you forth out of? That is Amen. your Egypt. Amen. When each of us become born again, when we receive Yahshua, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, and we are baptized in his death and filled with the promised Holy Spirit, you have been delivered out of your Egypt. You have come from death unto life. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's an awesome thing about his love that he loved you. The scripture says that while you were yet in sins, Christ died for you. That is love. That, that he was sinless, he was faultless, he, he had no sins in him. But yet, because he had so much love, 
that he gave his life for you. Here, that's why it says, thy love is better than wine. Christ wants us to come to that place in him that we will confess as the Shudamite woman confessed, that his love is better than wine in our life. Praise the Lord. As I continue to... Uh, As I continued to uh, research this particular scripture about the love, about, about his love is better than wine. I mean, if you really think about that and meditate about that, man's love has conditions to it. Man's love um, has a price to it, whereas with Yahshua's love, there is no price. There is no condition. He just wants you. He wants you to believe in him and to have faith in him. Turn your swords to Psalms chapter 63, and we are going to read verses 3 through 5. That is Psalms chapter 63, and we're going to read verses 3 through 5. Praise you, Father. And it reads out the Amplified, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So will I bless you while I live, I will lift up my hands in your name. My whole being shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Praise the Lord. As long, he said, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. When we think about it, it is the love of Yahweh that wakes us in the morning. It is the love of Yahweh that keeps us from unseen dangers. It is the love of Yahweh that comforts our heart. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Psalms. 36 now we're going to go to verse 36 and we're going to read verse 7 and it reads out the amplified how precious is your steadfast love O God the children of men take refuge and put their trust under the shadow of your wings it says, how precious is your steadfast love. God's love is steadfast to the point it says that we can trust in him. It says that his love is a refuge. It says that we can trust in him. We can, we can even hide under the shadow of his wings. His love. His love is like no other love. Because if you do something wrong, He's not going to hate you. He's not going to separate himself from you. He's going to continue to love you. Uh, my sister and I, we talked about the prodigal son and how the father was always looking for his son. He was looking out, watching, and seeing for his son. And one day the Holy Spirit touched the heart of the prodigal son that caused him to repent to return home. And the father has, was watching. He was on the road, looking down the road for his son. 
And the word of God says that he saw his son before his son even saw him. And that the father, I believe, ran to his son and hugged him and kissed him, meaning reconciliation. This is how God is with us. Even when we fall short of his glory, God is still there with his arms wide open to receive us back into his bosom, into his love. He is always ready to pour out his love upon us. Praise the Lord. Talking about communion with Christ, such as have the least taste of Christ's love, are impatient and restless in their desires after the nearest fellowship and communion with him. The church here desires Christ's manifestation in the flesh that she might enjoy him in a gospel dispensation and have sweeter discoveries of his favor. So in like manner, the church of the New Testament who did enjoy all the privileges of the gospel, yet she goes higher in her affections and desires Christ's last coming, that so she might enjoy him in the heavenly and everlasting communion, which the saints shall enjoy hereafter. We, we are longing for Christ's return. We're longing for his second event. Praise the Lord, because our hearts are longing for him. We want to see him in the flesh. Praise God. Christ has given more sweet and comfortable pledges of love and reconciliation to his people under the gospel than he did under the law. Let's turn our swords to Luke 10, chapter 24. I mean, I'm sorry, Luke 10, verse 24. Luke 10, verse 24. Praise the Lord. It says in Luke 10, verse 24, For I tell you that many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, and they did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. It is a privilege and a blessing to know about this great gospel, this great love of Yeshua, what he has come to do for us. The prophets of old, they longed for it. They wanted to hear it. But we now have the privilege to hear the gospel, to know about the Christ, the Messiah, to have a relationship with him and to experience his love. Turn your swords to Hebrew chapter 12, and we're going to read verse 22. That's Hebrews 12, verse 22, which read, But rather you have come to Mount Zion, even to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless multitudes of angels in festal gathering. We're talking about the time when Christ will come for his bride, the church. There's going to be a festivity, a festival, and the angels are going to be rejoicing because what Christ has accomplished, hallelujah, is coming to a close. Glory to God. We are going to be resurrected if you are not in the land of the living. For those who have died in Christ will be resurrected. And the Bible says that there's going to be a festival, a festivity, in other words, a bridal party that's going on in heaven for those who have 
receive Christ as their Lord and Savior and have faith in him. Christ wants to pour that hope and that love within us. Glory to God that we may one day be with him. Turn your swords to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8. And it reads, Therefore it is said, When he ascended on high, he laid he led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquished foes, and he bestowed gifts on men. This is talking about the love of Christ, talking about the gospel. Hallelujah. He destroyed the enemy. He said he laid them captive. He vanquished them. And this shows that his love, glory to God, has all power and authority. God's, Yahweh's love is his foundation. It's the foundation of his government. And without love, hallelujah, hallelujah, without love, you will not be able to see, see what Yahweh, the word of God says. It's by his love that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, the doctrine of the gospel is very sweet and desirable. Now, we're talking about the love. Thy love is better than wine. The doctrine of the gospel is very sweet and desirable. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 5, we're going to read, Which reads, and have felt and have felt how good the word of God is, and the mighty powers of the age and world to come. The word of God, the gospel, which changed your life when you believed and received it. It, it is sweet. It is lovely to know about this Savior, this man who gave his life for yours, who took your payment. Hallelujah. It is a desirable. The word of God is desirable. Christ is desirable. Glory to God. Um, I'm almost running out of time, and we're going to read one more scripture, and we're going to have to pick up on um, the communion with Christ about how his love is better than wine. Turn your swords to First Timothy First Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 6. And the title in my Bible says, The True Teacher. <laughs> Glory to God. And it reads out the Amplified, If you lay all these instructions before the brethren, you will be a worthy steward and a good minister of Christ Jesus ever nourishing your own self on the truths of the faith and of the good Christian instruction which you have closely followed. Talking about the gospel of Yeshua, the gospel of what he said. For us to know the love of Yeshua, we must begin to study what he taught, his teachings. We must begin to allow the word, his teachings, the gospel, to penetrate our very being. Hallelujah. And write it upon the tables of our heart. Glory to God, because we're no longer under the law, hallelujah, of sin and death, but we are up under his grace, up under his love. Glory to God. And 
He wants us to know and his love. It is his love. We want to experience that love. It is God's desire for the bride to experience his love. Well, beloved, my time is running now, and I want to give enough time for question and answers at this time. And uh, praise the Lord for his word, glory to God, that, that is able to penetrate the very soul of man and to bring changes by his word. And we're going to have our questions and answers now at this time. Praise the Lord. Sister Janine. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. <laughs> Me too. I'm um, Lord to God. That, that was really good. But the questions that I had, it seemed like you went into, uh, like in Deuteronomy and um, in uh, the book of Hebrews, and you answered some of the questions I had. Uh, my question is, it talks about where you once tasted the heavenly gift. Uh, and that six percent, of course, my yes. pen, my pen, my, my pen was, it wasn't working, so I couldn't write that scripture down. But I think it was in Hebrew, Hebrews, um, Hebrews chapter. Talking about the heavenly gift. You have experience with the Holy Spirit. Was it Hebrews 4? It was Hebrews. Um, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 5. Let me look at it. Yeah, verse 4. Okay. Hebrews 5, verse 4 says, For it is impossible to restore and bring again to repentance those who have been once for all enlightened, who have consciously tasted the heavenly gift and have become sharers of the Holy Spirit. Can you expound on that a little bit? Does that mean somebody who has accepted Christ and somewhere down the line they backslid? Is that saying they'll never ever be able to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Explain that briefly, if you could. Mm. I have often wondered about this question myself, sister, concerning this. Um, I would have to really bring this before the Lord because that same thing I have um, thought about myself, that the Bible says that God is in love with the backslider. Right. For it is impossible to restore and bring again to repentance those who have been once for all enlightened, who have consciously tasted the heavenly gift and have become sharers of the Holy Spirit. And oh, have I felt got an answer. Oh, good. Okay. I got an answer. That, okay. that is someone who is in complete apostasy. Someone who right. is prophesied <coughs> uh, and rejects the Holy Spirit. I just got my answer. When you get to verse 6. Well, praise God. The verse says, if they then deviate from the faith and turn away from their allegiance, yeah. it is impossible. So that's someone who was once a born-again believer, and then they totally renounce 
their faith and deviate, meaning they pick up some other uh, teaching and become devoted or faithful in the and being proselytized into that particular religious belief. Okay, got it. Amen. Oh, amen. So there is hope for the backslider. Right. It's a difference. We have learned that it's a difference between falling into sin and living a lifestyle of sin. Right. Glory to God. It is a big difference. And today the body of Christ crucified those that fall to temptation mm -hmm. and applauds those that are living in sin. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a difference. That, that a person, we are in this flesh, as long as we have this flesh, Sister Janine, we are capable of sinning. Absolutely. And for us to come to that place to think that we would never sin, then right. you really, really need to seek God concerning that. Because as right. long as you in this flesh, you're, you have the capability of falling into sin. Now, right. it's different when you have tasted, as it says, and, and known the, the precious gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you turn your back and go back into the world and live a lifestyle of sin, glory to God, you just live in a lifestyle of sin. There is no repentance. There is no seeking God for forgiveness. There is no reconciliation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And many today are like that where uh, Romans talks about that in Romans chapter 1, where it talks about those that uh, know God, but yet they live a life totally different from what they're professing out of their mouths. And, and praise God, we don't want to come to that place, but we want to be honest, like I said last week, that we want to be honest with the Lord. We want to be honest with Him and allow His love to overflow us and, and to fill our hearts because many times we condemn people, hallelujah, for their mistakes. We condemn them. We don't, we don't want to have anything to do with them. But see, our Father is not like that. God is ever ready to forgive. The Word of God says that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Glory to God. We serve an awesome God. We serve mm -hmm. a God that loves us so much. He loves us unconditionally. You know, and when we come to him in humble submission and in repentance, acknowledging to him that our sin was against him, that his word is right. Glory to God. We can find that, that reconciliation. We can feel the kiss of God on our cheeks for acceptance and peace within our hearts. Praise the Lord. Well, it just like you and I are on the line tonight, Sister Janine. Um, okay, amen, amen. Amen. We're going to close this out in prayer, and then we can continue to talk after I uh, start recording. Praise God, because I want to talk to you about something anyway. Okay, amen. Want to close this out? Father, we thank and praise you for your word. You are the word. You are the living word. The entrance of your word brings light. We thank you 
for the six six books six of the Bible. Yes, Lord. Lord, for this Bible study, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to break bread and to get into your word, Lord. We ask that you keep us with a pliable and soft, tender heart, Lord. You say, a great peace have they which love your law, and nothing shall offend them. So, Lord, we, we pray there's no offense in our hearts, oh God. We pray, Lord God, that we will guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Lord God, we know who our adversary is, but Lord, you are greater than our adversary. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Yes, Father. We cover the class in the blood of Yeshua. We thank yes, you for the next time that we come together and meet. Lord, we yes. ask you that we are saturated in your love and in forgiveness. Because yes, Lord God. Those that live for you will suffer uh, because they live for you. They will be persecuted, Lord. But those that suffer, those that want to reign with you will have to suffer and go through some things. So, Lord, yes, I just Lord. ask you to give Jackie grace, greater levels of grace, and I ask you for grace, Lord. Yes, Father. We decrease while you increase. It's not about us, but it's all about you for real. Thank you so much for the class, Lord. It doesn't matter who chimes in as long as we're faithful to you. Thank you, Lord. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us once again at Women of Grace Bible Study, Studying Preparation of the Bride. If you would like more information of Women of Grace, please write us at womenofgrace at disciples.com. That's womenofgrace at disciples.com. If you would like to know more about Women of Grace, you can go to www.faithlife.com slash WGSG. That's women of that's faithlife.com slash WGSG, or you can just go to Faith Life and look us up. But until then, may God keep you, may God's face shine upon you as you continue to seek his face and sit at his feet. God bless you and shalom. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.